All right. Hello, world. This is <laughs> this is a podcast that my brother and I, who is Toby, by the way. Toby, say hi. Hi, everyone. My name is Toby. I am Tim's <laughs> brother. <laughs> the, yeah. He's also other things. His, it's not his only thing of note, is that he's my brother. Well, as we um, will discover is quite relevant today, that is the main part of my identity. <laughs> <laughs> And this is a podcast that tentatively we have titled People We Disagree With. And the loose thinking behind it was going to be that we were going to talk about things we disagree with, sometimes with a guest, sometimes with each other. The, the thing that'll be interesting is Toby and I don't know if on today's pilot trial run, we have no idea whether we disagree on any of this. <laughs> so yeah, we haven't this... actually talked about it, which is refreshing as well. So it's either going to be a very boring podcast with 10 minutes of two brothers just going, oh, I totally agree. I <laughs> that uh, or it's going to lead to some stimulating and interesting conversation. We will decide which one it is. Or maybe <laughs> well, it you will go really well when we agree and we're going to have to reconsider the title. It was actually Toby's, Toby's idea for the pilot, so I don't know if you want to kind of introduce it, Toby. Yeah, so it's something I've kind of always wanted to ask you about because obviously Tim and I um, both grew up in a mixed Belgian-British family. Uh, but we subsequently went on to do quite different things. So we have the same family background, but Tim lives in the US, uh, in Los Angeles. I live in Athens, in Greece. So uh, kind of we, we subsequently ended up in different contexts. And I was wondering how we kind of um, now relate to that identity. How important is it? How do we explain it? You know, I, th I think there's something there that's quite, um, quite interesting to see. People with the same background in completely different circumstances, what do they do? There, there we are. So, uh, and for, for anyone uh, who obviously doesn't know us, that context is that we have a Belgian father and an English mother. And uh, throughout our, um, I guess, basically every stage of our life, both, uh, you know, primary school and high school and then university, we jumped back and forth between respectively Belgium and England, so um, different. Uh, that's that's kind of the the larger context for us growing up. Um, but actually, it's funny. Even as I say that, I go. Even there, there's some small discrepancies. For instance, Toby spent the Toby finished up his high school career in Bavaria, which is the French-speaking side of Belgium. <laughs> yeah, we have, and it's also interesting because obviously in Belgium you have Flemish people who speak Dutch, Wallonian people who speak French, and so there's kind of a subdivision. But even with England, I noticed I said British and you said English off the bat. So oh yeah, true. This is true. Um, there's room for disagreement. <laughs> I think you're, you know, that's full of shit, Tim. It's not English. It's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> true. Yes. Yes. All right. We're Go with me on this like... one. <laughs> we need this disagreement. <laughs> Yes, we need to live up to the title of the podcast. Well, I guess we'll 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 kind of go through these little questions that we um, that we kind of set for ourselves and kind of use them as jumping off points. So the first one that we kind of written down was, how do we culturally identify ourselves, Toby? How do you culturally identify yourself? Well, the short, the truth, and the short answer is, I generally say I'm half. I'm now going to say half English. I'm half English, half Belgian is the short answer. Mm -hmm. I've sometimes said Anglo-Belgian. Um, mm -hmm. And then I've been told off for being too pretentious. So I got rid of that. <laughs> um, 
I often <laughs> told you off. Um, friends, of, I think friends of mine here, English friends, were like, "You stop trying to sound like a fucking Wikipedia page about yourself." And I was like, "That's fair enough." <laughs> <laughs> um, and though also, I think I do also identify with the word European, but for different mm-hmm. reasons. That's more because we're doing cultural identity, aren't we? Which is quite different from political identity. And I think saying you're European is more of a political statement. Than, than a cultural yeah, yeah. True, true. Um, that's interesting. It, it, also, it's interesting that I guess you always fully give the um, the context uh, of both, which actually I think for the, for the longest time I did as well. You know, I would I would sort of allude to I would kind of give the full context. I remember I had a classmate in my graduate degree in LA who always used to say that she's French Italian, like she said both. And I remember we had, I had, I was once having a conversation with some classmates. It's always weird that she says both. Why didn't she just pick one or whatever? And then I was like, no, I get that. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely have had experiences where I massively relate to people. You know, I once met um, a, a, a Franco-Spanish. It's clearly, I like these kind of half words, Franco, Belgo, right? But, um, and immediately I had a sense of relating to her just because you kind of have that chat of like, people always say, you're one of the two, which one are you really? And yeah. probably like you, I got, especially as a teenager, but also at university, quite defensive about both. Like yeah. if anybody said, yeah, but you're really Belgian, I'd be like, well, no, I'm definitely not um, not only Belgian. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree, I agree. I think, I think I certainly experienced that growing up, sort of people have an urge to... Um, make you pick one more than the other. And, and it's interesting because my, my experience, and I'd be curious if it was yours as well, my, my experience with it was, uh, it would always be, it would almost always be not the country you're currently in. Like it would almost <laughs> always be, for instance, yeah. Belgian people would kind of push me towards, oh, he's English. And then English people would push me towards, he's Belgian. Yes. And I've wondered whether that comes from a, well, I'm English too, so that's not as interesting to me. So me to identify you, it's more interesting to throw the foreign label on you or something. Yeah, I think there's an element of that because it's more interesting and that's not me. So you gotta, even though I, I definitely at the time experienced it as unpleasant because it feels like an exclusion. It feels like saying, yeah. oh, you're not. But for them, it's probably, for people saying that, it's probably not intended as a mean thing. Um, yeah. Though I've also definitely had it the, def- the, the weird way around, which is in Belgium, somebody saying to me, don't worry, you are, you're, you're Belgian, you're not English, you're one of us, mm-hmm. uh, which felt almost mm-hmm. equally distasteful. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's true. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because, so, and so would you say in general, you, you, you still kind of, because I'll, 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 I guess I'll chip in with, it's actually funny, I, for a period of time, I think in America, I would often, I actually shortened it just from London, which That's is, interesting. Um, I don't know where that came from. There's a very interesting relationship to cultural identity here because Americans are two generations removed from their Italian yeah. heritage, I'm still Irish. like to say, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I'd, I'd often just go, oh, I'm from London, you know, and it was because that was where I most recently moved from. But then on top of that, um, uh, I think I also, like London, like I think I like yeah. the city, like so. So I have a sort of, I almost felt more in my skin, like a London identity. And then, and then it's, it's actually interesting because at this point I've been living in Los Angeles for about six years. So I'm one. So I, I've, I've probably gotten to a point where I'm wondering, is that even 
Can I start? Because <laughs> how long were you in London as well? Was that because we have a weird relationship with London because it was in the background for a, a long time because our dad yeah. worked there. So it's not as though literally years spent living there feels doesn't feel like it describes the full relationship to some extent. Um, yeah. yeah, no, it's true. Because now, I maybe say... you live there longer now in LA. I mean, how long did you live in London? Um, I've been in LA. I've been in LA longer than I've been in London at this point. Wow. Uh, because That's... in London, I was. I want to say between four and five years because I did my entire undergrad degree there, and then I spent at least a year kind of just you know working and making. Um, making sort of YouTube stuff. And so, yeah, I would say at this point, I've, I've exceeded my time uh, <laughs> in LA. Um, but you probably can't say LA, can you? That's not acceptable. You can't in any place except maybe, I mean, I think London's really, one of the reasons I like London, and even though we can talk about this as well, but obviously I don't have exactly the same relationship to London as you because I didn't go to uni there. So, mm -hmm. but I still think so my terms were only slightly more than half the year and all the rest was spent in London and then I went on to work there but it's much less time than you definitely but mm -hmm. but I'm the thing that's slightly frustrating is London is definitely the city I know the best so right I feel like I have some kind of claim to being a Londoner but I have a sense of feeling an inferiority complex when I meet somebody that grew up there because I think you probably know this in a different and slightly deeper way than I do Actually, the, the I'm a Londoner thing uh, came from, well, two things. Like, at some point in my life, I found myself going, I don't want to give the whole spiel of, like, well, my brother's in there, my brother's yeah. so, so I would pick I would pick a lane and go, Bel Belgian. Yeah, like, it. in the Netherlands, I'd go um, Belgian for the same reasons. I'd be like, I don't want to have to explain everything, and I'm speaking Dutch, and you can hear it's not your Dutch, so there we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then similarly, um, but, but to what you're saying, I actually... I agree that Londoner, and it's a really interesting thing, but like Londoner is a very inclusive term and like Londoners let you identify as a Londoner. Yes, um, that's true. You know, as long as you kind of like the city and live there and know a little bit where something is, like I, I, there's not really a gatekeeping attitude towards being a Londoner, really. Not in like, the same it, way with the, with the national words, definitely. And also English, so there's different layers, aren't there? Because British, I also think, is more inclusive than English. When you mention that you sometimes don't mind saying that you're European, is that, was that partially, to your point, a, a political slash... Because obviously, not to, get, not to get immediately political, but for instance, Toby and I, Toby and I were not... Uh, we're not fans of the 2016 decision to leave the European Union, uh, but <laughs> it was a bit of a schism in our family, though it wasn't entirely unambiguous. Um, yeah, yeah. But um, uh, yeah, we would ge generally speaking, I think it's fair to say, <laughs> not Brexiteers. Um, yes, and but I think tied with that, I think we were told by the media, by the, the the sort of deep dives and the think pieces and all the different. Uh, there was a lot of talk about there is no such thing as a European identity, you know, people don't feel European. That was definitely like a big conversation that was happening around that time. Um, yeah, that's And true. do kids who went on Erasmus programs and stuff have a stronger sense of, of European identity? Yeah, I think, well, so that's the reason I think it's so emotive is because also what I definitely felt, because I was um, still, you had you not left England by the time the referendum happened? Uh, I was, I'd been, I'd been in the UK for two years uh, been in, in the, US. the US for two years so yeah. that must have been yeah. like getting you know uh, 
a radio message from the home ship and it's crashed. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, it was, I, I was it, sorry. Go ahead. No, it was funny. I missed. I guess the big thing I would say is I feel like I missed the this is coming. Wait, we're doing what? Why? <laughs> like I felt like I was playing catch up. Whereas I imagine if I'd if I'd continued to live in the UK, I would have been like, oh, this is coming up. <laughs> there was a build. Yes, I think there was a build up to it. To some extent, and well, so I was living in the UK at the time. I was at university as well, which is a sort of hyper political place, anyway. But what I found most interesting was that event. Brexit forged an extremely strong European identity in the Europeans who lived in England. So, and I was definitely caught by this. Like I massively doubled down on being European around that time and felt. Um, like I related a lot to Romanian or French friends in England, going like, "We all think this is crazy," and so that kind of the, and in general among uh, British people as well, I think the fact that Brexit happened made European and Romanian an identity, whereas it wasn't before. Like people didn't really care right. or know about the European Union until they lost it. I think. Yeah, I would agree. Though I will say this: so I moved to Wallonia when I was fourteen, uh, fifteen, in Belgium, to the southern part of Belgium. And you'll probably agree with this. Wallonia, to most Flemish people, is not too different from being abroad. In that, it's yeah, a different language, yeah. different media. I mean, I obviously now feel the similarities as well because I live there. But I think it's not a. They're very different. They're different places. Um, and to me, that's kind of set me free because once you're abroad, people believe you when you say where you're from. <laughs> once you're not, <laughs> if you're in Flanders or in England. And I say I'm English, and there'll be a kind of sense of we. <laughs> Whereas in Wallonia, I say, "Oh, Flem I'm Flemish and English." People believe me, and that's being set free. And I feel the same about Greece. So I guess, in a way, that must be nice about America as well. You're in America, people say, "Where are you from?" And you can answer without being second guessed. Clearly, both. Even though we've had divergent paths and experienced it in different places, it's interesting that we've bumped into a lot of the same stuff. <laughs> to your point, the, the the third country, like if you remove yourself from the countries you're from, suddenly suddenly you're liberated in being able to just say the answer. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of free to say what I want now. I don't feel like I have to correct all the time in the same way. So the the most common source of me feeling like I need to correct is a Belgian or a British person overemphasizing the other half. So a Belgian saying to me that that, that I'm British, or, or or a Brit saying to me that I'm Belgian, that's something I always felt. I'm getting better at it now, and that I'm kind of. We probably, yeah. You go through a transition, and at some point, you stop caring as much about what people assume. Yes. Um, yeah, which is also an age thing. I, I I have a theory about that. Like I think maybe a stronger urge to be included. Like it's like I want yeah. to be early years of university and. All these different things, and then at some point you get to a well, you know. <laughs> I don't, I don't owe you anything. Yeah. Proof. Yeah. Like you know, so you, you almost, yeah, yeah. I always wonder about how much of that is also an interesting thing. Where exactly, I think some of these emotions that we, that that we kind of talk through are tied to periods of time in life. Yeah. You know? And the least resistance thing—that's much more well, not completely recent, but it's that's something I am much more likely to do now. If I feel like I can give an answer that will end the conversation, because actually I don't, unless it's a conversation like this where you're kind of going into who, how do you feel, what country do you feel like you're from, 
that's interesting, but I don't want to have that every time I'm introduced. <laughs> yes, so, yes. And also, and also, I think you live less in a, which I guess is tied to ego, but not, not in the sense of pride, or whatever, but, but, but you have this, to your point, because of whatever insecurities we were carrying before about blaming and wanting to make sure that the other person knows. So you have this urge to give the full story. Whereas weirdly being in a place of comfort with yourself where you don't feel like you have to prove it to anyone. It's like, well, whatever if that person thinks I'm just Belgian. Like the truth yeah, is I'm Belgian. And also I found this is purely based on reactions, right? But um, in Greece, England is a better answer. <laughs> and the reason for that seems to be people, Greeks go study in England, London, oh, London, I love London. I went there once. That's your kind of answer. Whereas if you say Belgium, not entirely, but generally the answer is, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not a very evocative place to most people. It doesn't mean anything to a lot of people. This gets into kind of patriotism, affection for country, love of country stuff, which we also want to yes. talk about. I don't know. When, when is it good? When is it? Where's the line? Like, yeah. Because yeah. um, so are you actually... a patriot, Tim? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and if yes, for which country? <laughs> I, I remember the, the thing I used to joke about, because people, the, a question actually, I'm sure you've had this one before, that people like to ask is they're playing each other in football, who do, you root, who do you root for? And then I always say, honestly, that last World Cup where, where uh, they were both in the semi-finals, I was, the worst possible thing happened. I would have loved to <laughs> both get to the finals and then Whoever wins! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then you always like, win, yeah. Yeah, my joke was always that I was going to hold each respective passport over a flame and sort of like bring it closer <laughs> every time that a goal, you know? It's interesting because I've, I've also, and I think we've talked about it a little bit over the course of this. Sorry to give such a waffly answer to a direct question. Uh, <laughs> what a politician. Uh, but, 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 you know, We've talked a lot about like some of the superficial stuff as well, which I think is interesting because that is not, in many ways, isn't really quote unquote what identity is, but in other ways, I think it kind of is all that it is. Meaning, I like fish and chips. I like Belgian beers. Here's Belgian fries. Here's, uh, here's crumpets. Here's tea. Here's... Those are, in many ways, just the kind of exported poster card version of mm. respectively what these quote-unquote cultures are and what you but in many ways isn't that kind of a lot of what it is yeah i <laughs> like, guess it's the like, addition of a huge amount of that kind of stuff um, yeah because, though language is important though i think language does enter into yes. it to a big extent and what you find with um England for Americans, for example, is digestible in some sense. You've got the crumpets and that, and then you've got to add the accent, and you really, you're in the zone. Whereas mm. um, introducing somebody to Belgium is sort of a, you know, yeah. well, I'm going to have to explain not only the translation True. of this word, but the connotation of it um, yeah. in this context. And the fact that, um, so for example, one thing that I'm very affectionate about with Belgium that I do kind of like explaining to people is in Brussels, street names are bilingual. Um, mm. And that makes me feel, not only because I kind of feel slightly mixed identity myself, but that thought, you're on a street, it starts in French and it ends in Dutch. That's something I've always looked at with a lot of affection. When I get back to Belgium, I like looking at the street names and going, look, <laughs> you've got two names in that, in that sign. Um, but that is also, a that's a superficial thing. 
it just demonstrates that language is also language is a big part of it. Yes. No, and, and you're right. I think that's actually a that's a very fair, you know, in terms of where where um, you know, Ming like for instance, how easy it is to like, you know, like like connect between two different cultures and all these different things. Like it, it like obviously like language is a big part of it. And probably weirdly then we take that part maybe a little bit for granted because can speak respectively. <laughs> like you know we can speak the language in Belgium and we can speak the language in England and so hence like th like that isn't a part of the fitting in pie no uh, that we ever had to really look at I got self-conscious about accents at different times in my life when um same same in England being yeah. told firstly the one the fr most frustrating thing about being um Anglo-Belgian in England I'm gonna make a very generalized statement but the most most frustrating thing, and it's not a big frustration, I recognize that many communities have <laughs> more difficult things to face. Um, but when somebody says, that's a Belgian accent, you have a Belgian accent, I'm 99% of the time convinced that the other person does not know what a Belgian yes. accent is. Yes, oh no, is. I agree. I've, I've, I've called that out before, because I, whenever someone's pretended that they can identify my English accent as having a hint of Belgian in it. I'm always like, you have no idea what it sounds like. No, it's like, it's a complete bluff. It's like, I don't know why you also, say it that way. It must be Belgian. They, they always say it. They also always say that after they already know the information that you're Belgian. Like, it's never like- Yeah, no, never I've like never got has... that off the bat, definitely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no one's ever been like, ah, I see, that is a Belgian English accent. <laughs> though I do have to admit, though, uh, what's also happened to me is I, with one of my ex-girlfriend's grandparents, they were just trying to be nice. This is another example of, like, the people don't mean it in a bad way. She's like, I met these people from Antwerp and they sounded exactly like you. And I was like, I cannot imagine that being <laughs> Like, no way did they sound remotely like me. Because also just an Antwerp accent, we don't, we're not, we have some family from Antwerp, but we're not from there. But just the thought I'm thinking and somebody from Antwerp speaking English I can't imagine <laughs> that yeah, they're okay. sounding like me not even no remotely. absolutely no no I agree I, I don't think I have a pride necessarily um, yeah, that's that's interesting pride is a big word because pride for me pride was weird always because it assumes that you've done something <laughs> agree, you haven't agree. done I anything think, I, I agree the older I've gotten the harder time I have wrapping my head around it because kind of, and, and that's what I was getting at with that whole, like, what, what are the superficial things? Like, I remember I had a positive emotive reaction to the London um, Olympics opening ceremony where they did all the, you know, and they did the, they did just all the texture things. They did mm. the, you know, Bond, Bond comes and the Queen <laughs> jumps out of the helicopter and lands and Russell Brand was on top of a double-decker bus. Like, the point is, a lot of textural English things. For me, it doesn't translate into pride because to your point, I didn't do anything. The word, the word is affection. You, you can, I understand loving your country because I understand mm -hmm. getting back and saying, this is, I, I know this, this is warm familiarity. And I kind of, yeah, uh, I, I feel very attached to this and it has an emotional meaning to me. Yeah, there's something interesting there where it's like, I don't know where where that stops. I'll, uh, I'll give, I'll give, I'll concede this to people who are more keen on their national identity and who are proud. Is it's possible to make me defensive under some circumstances about either one of the countries, especially 
if I have the sense that you don't really know it well enough to criticize it. So th there's a way to make me defensive and not nationalist or proud, but there's a way to make me defensive about my country's history if I feel like the yeah. criticism isn't coming from the right place or from an informed place. But do you say in America ever, I'm European? Yes, I actually have said that. But maybe a little bit from living here, though. In general, yes, because no, that's what I was thinking. Here, feel by opposition. here, people talk about Europe in a larger sense. Yeah. Like they, they sometimes talk more generally about like, well, that's not how it works in Europe. Well, that's not how it's going in Europe. Like, for instance, when they talk about the COVID cases, uh, they talk about, well, it's not going that great in Europe at the moment either. Like Europe is bundled together. Yeah. So as a sure. result, I don't mind saying, yeah, I'm European. Like I'm from Europe. Or I, I, that makes sense. I'm, I'm realizing it as I'm talking to you, as you ask the question. I'm like, yeah, maybe that's part of where that came from. Like, because they clump it together here, I'm like, yep, I'm from that clump. <laughs> <laughs> that's my clump. <laughs>